Hi, and welcome to the Building Gen Wealth Podcast. My name is Andrea, and I am a Latina money coach for ambitious, driven women of color who want to do more with their money. In this podcast, we'll dive into all things money, from tackling debt, to increasing your savings, to learning how to invest so your money works for you, as well as the mindset you need to unapologetically build generational wealth as a woman of color. I'll help you build a five-figure bank account on your way to a six-figure net worth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the BGW podcast. So last week, we took a break and we didn't have an episode. (laughs) Honestly, it was just, um, I don't know why last week felt like so hectic for me. And I was like, "Uh, one of these plates has to, I have to drop one and it ended up being the podcast. Um, but no worries because we are back, um, this week and kind of got everything situated from last week. I think it just was a culmination of getting back from my trip, feeling a little quote unquote behind, trying to catch up with like personal life. Um, then mother's day was coming up. So I was prepping the house and like my job felt a little bit more stressful than normal. Anywho, you don't need to hear all this. The point is (laughs) that we skipped last week, but we're back. Here we are. So today's episode is going to be about stock market indexes. And I want to explain this concept of the stock market because understanding this will help you just get the stock market at a different level. I think a lot of times uh, investing stocks, the stock market feels so unknown and complicated, but really it's like you're just a couple of concepts away from all of it really like clicking and Understanding what a stock market index is one of those concepts. So I'm excited to dive into it. I also want to explain it to you using a concept that you already know, which is like a high school GPA. So let's begin. Let's start off by defining what a index is. So if we look at an index and look at the definition, it is a alphabetical list of names, subjects, etc., with references to places where they occur, typically found in the end of the book. Um, so if you remember like your science textbook, if you went to like the back of the book, you would like, let's say you're looking for like um, where you could learn about, uh, the mitochondria, you would look at mitochondria and it would be like, okay, that's on page 74. You would go to page 74 and there's where you could learn all about the mitochondria, things that are super important. I say that with sarcasm because really we should be learning what an index stock market index is instead of what a mitochondria is in the cell. Anywho, that is one example of an index. The second um, definition is an indicator, sign, or measurement of something. So this one's really important. Like I specifically want you to remember measurement of something. Um, and so that is important to to know because when we think when we think about a stock market index, we're essentially getting the measurement of the stock market, right? If an index is a measurement of something, then a stock market index is a measurement of the stock market. Very similar to how your GPA is a measurement of how well you performed in your classes, right? So we're taking a, um, like a number, like a number meaning your GPA, 
And based on what that number is, it gives us an understanding of how you were as a student, right? And so my high school GPA was a 5.2 something, um, which is an indicator that I took a lot of AP classes. I was very into school. (laughs) I was super into school, mostly because like I started um, high school and ninth grade and 10th grade. Like I really didn't even have college on my radar. And then my brother was applying to University of Florida and he got wind that like, it's like really competitive and you have to like take all these AP classes and like be involved in everything. And so when he found out about it, then I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to get on this. I'm already like two years behind. Granted, like I went to school and kids would be like taking AP classes from like ninth grade in order to like have, you know, just like the most credentials or look the best when they're applying to get into UF because UF is kind of competitive. So I was like all, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to get in. Like I'm already so fine, so far behind. So, uh, for like half of 10th grade, 11th and 12th grade, like I just like busted my butt and like took as many AP classes as I possibly could. So I ended up graduating with a 5.2, which out of like a 4.0 scale is an indication that like, oh, okay. Like I, if you, if you looked at that GPA, the measurement of that was like, oh, this person did well in these classes and like took some that like were weighted higher. So I don't know if people, um, I don't know how familiar everybody is with like weighted and unweighted GPAs. I feel like everybody knows what those are, but just in case you don't, um, if you take like a, uh, like an AP class or a honors class, like you get a little bit extra weight onto your GPA, I guess you could say, um, to, to kind of like boost your GPA. So So if like the most that you can get is a 4.0, if you take like an honors class and you get an A, then that would like bump the the measurement of your, like how well you performed in the class, which would then like, you know, increase your GPA. Anywho, so... So yeah, that is how like the GPA system works. And that concept works really well for us to understand like how it can be applied to the stock market, right? So like just as I say, like I could share with someone like, oh, my GPA in high school was a 5.2. That would already mean something to someone because they know like, oh, okay, like that number means like you did really well in these classes or, um, you know, you took a lot of like uh, like uh, AP or honors classes, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if I were to say my GPA was like a... Um, you would be like, oh, okay. You probably got like a mixture of A's and B's and that was like your GPA. And so, um, so yeah, that, that's just like a a good understanding of like that concept. And now we have, if we apply it to the stock market, it's the same sort of thing. It's like a measurement of an area of the stock market. Now there are indexes for a lot of different things. Like there's the U S market, um, that you that has an index, um, a small cap 
uh, market has an index, uh, the mid cap market, large cap. When I say small, mid and large cap, I mean uh, small capitalization, mid capitalization and large capitalization, which is essentially just like how big a company is within the stock market. Um, and so indexes can measure different angles of the stock market. So for example, you know how like in high school you have like your weighted GPA, but then you or not even in high school, let's go beyond that. Let's go to college. In college, you have like your overall GPA, but then you have your college GPA. Um, and then you have maybe like your, uh, I guess those two would be it, like your overall GPA and your college GPA. Maybe you have like a gen ed GPA. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm just kind of making these up. So those are three different GPAs or indexes that measure different angles of like your academic career. So you would, um, you know, you would look at that and, and each each GPA, each measurement would tell you something different about the student. So like, let's say, you know, someone's overall GPA was like a 3.2, but their college GPA or their major GPA was like a 4.0. Then you would be like, oh, okay, this person's really good at what, um, like really excels in the classes that are related to their major, but there's probably some classes that like they didn't do so well in. Um, but is that relevant? They're, you know, doing really well in what they want to be good at and want to pursue. So it, it tells you like a more full picture of what's going on. And so it's the same thing with stock market indexes. Like you could be, um, you know, looking at the U S market as a whole, but then you could look at an, an index that tells you a lot more about like smaller companies in the U S you could look at an index that tells you a story about like the U S tech sector, um, the U S bond market. You can even look at an index that tells you like what the international markets are doing, um, what the European market is doing, what the Japanese market is doing. Like there's just so many different like stock market indexes that tell their own story, if you will, um, of the stock market and what the market is doing, like on a uh, national scale, international scale, like, like world global scale. And so that is what a stock market is and how you can just kind of wrap your head around it. If you think about it kind of like a GPA. Now, the three most common indexes are the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and the NASDAQ. So those are very commonly mentioned. Like if you literally Google like Yahoo News and click the homepage, you're going to see like what the S&P 500, like the S&P 500 is referred to, the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ. They're typically always just shown um, like on the news, on websites, because those are three common indexes that people really like to refer. And um, the reason is because they they together tell the story of what's happening in the stock market, right? Just how like your um, overall GPA, your college GPA, and your gen ed GPA tell the story of how a student is doing. These three indexes combined can tell a story of what the stock market is doing. And so the S&P 500 stands for the Standard & Poor's 500, and it is a measurement Now, this is kind of where we go back to the beginning of the episode where I said that one of the definitions 
of an index is an alphabetical list of names, subjects, et cetera, like the thing you find, you know, at the back of your science, uh, your science book. Um, the S&P 500 measures the performance of a list of the 500 largest publicly traded companies in the U.S. So it takes the list of all of those companies, those 500 companies, and like computes this number. And so that number now tells us like the measurement of the performance of those companies. Now, this is kind of where the analogy falls apart a little bit because in GPA world, you know that a 4.0 means like that's a straight A student. So if like someone gets higher than a 4.0 or uh, lower than a 4.0, then you know, okay, they either, you know, took uh, weighted classes that added to that GPA or they didn't, um, or they they didn't take those and or they um, didn't get A's in those classes because the, the average is below 4%, right? With stock market indexes, you don't necessarily have that like baseline sort of measurement, right? Like it's, there's nothing um, that like you're measuring it against, but what you do have is a number that you measure against itself, so what I mean by that is the S&P 500 has been growing um, since it was first like introduced, right? At first, here, let me look actually at the, the first measurement of what that was. Um, so in May 14th, 1982, the S&P 500, that number was 118.01. Now, if you were to look at that in a single singular day, you and and really have no data to like measure that against, it wouldn't really mean anything to you. You'd just be like, okay, cool. Like what what am I supposed to do with this number? But the thing is, is the S&P 500 is measured every day. And so really like at different times in the day. Um, and so what you will see is that if we go a year after was first recorded, like after the first, um, you know, measurement was recorded of the S and P 500 and we do May 14th, 1983. Oh gosh, this is gonna be really hard to find on Google, but, uh, here we go. May 13th, 1983. Now we see that the number is 164.91. So it's getting bigger and bigger. And so this means that the collective measurement of those 500 companies is growing, right? Because if the index tells you the performance of certain companies in the list, and year one, it was 116, and year two is 164, that means that it's grown. It's essentially like the GPA got higher, right? Are you tracking with me? I hope that like you're following along. And so this is really important because you want to know, oh, okay, like if this sort of like number is telling me what these, these largest 500 companies have been doing in the U.S., then I can get a pretty indicate good indication of how the stock market has, you know, performed if I just like note what this S the S&P 500 index has been doing over the course of, you know, it's 30, 40 years of existence. And if you Google S&P 500 and look at like the trend of the S&P 500 over its, you know, lifespan, you'll see that in the 
in the um, 1982, it was at 116. And then I'm, I'm going to literally pick like different points here. In 1992, about 10 years later, the measurement was 419.34. So you're like, okay, it's growing. In 2020, it was 1,464. In 2013, it was 1,614. In 2020, it was 3,234. And then in 2001, it was like a 4,000. Now, um, that kind of tells you the trend of the growth of the S&P 500. And this is super important because, again, like these indexes help tell a story of what the stock market is doing. The S&P 500 specifically looks at the stock market from the angle of like, we're going to tell you the story of these 500 largest publicly traded companies. Here is how that number has grown over time. Now, another common index that is referred to is the Dow Jones. The Dow Jones Industrial Average measures the performance of the 30 largest U.S. companies. So here, we're even taking a more zoomed-in look at these large companies. And so that's super important to know because like the S&P 500 is the measurement of the 500 largest companies and the Dow Jones is a measurement of the 30 largest companies. And so you want to just know like, oh, okay, the Dow Jones tells us even a more specific story of the largest, 30 largest companies. And then you have the NASDAQ composite, which is the measurement of more than 3,000 technology-related companies. So this is a list of 3,000-plus technology-related companies. And so when you look at the NASDAQ, you look at the stock market from the angle of technology-related companies, right? So you want to see their growth trend, and you want to see what they're doing. And these three indexes are very commonly referred to because they give you like an overview of what our a stock market is doing from a bigger picture, the 500 largest companies, which is represented by the S&P 500. It gives you a picture of how... Um, you know, the stock market, is, stock market is doing based on the 30 largest companies, which is represented by the Dow Jones. And it gives you a um, understanding of how these 3,000 companies are doing um, in like tech-related companies represented by the NASDAQ. Whew, cool. Are you guys following? I hope you're following this because this is... Um, yeah, this is a concept that is going to be really, yeah, f- foundational to like you understanding like how the stock market grows, right? Because right now we're taking measurements of different parts of the stock market and what, why, right? Like you might be asking yourself, cool, why did, why did we do this? Like, why is this important? I'm going to tell you <laughs> because if we get like a weighted average of how things are growing, then it's easier for us to understand like, oh, okay, okay, okay. If this like index, if that S&P 500 is growing at a like, you know, steady and um, maybe not steady is not the right word, is growing at a pace of about 7%, 10% a year, then I know 
the stock market most likely is going to also fit that trend, right? Because I'm like looking at the measurement of something and seeing like, if that's done this well over this amount of time, then I can have faith and confidence that also the stock market as a whole is doing that as well. And so that is good to know as an investor, right? Because if you know the growth of the S&P 500 has been 10 to 12% on average, 7 to 8% after inflation, then you can um then you can make the assumption, right? And you're always making assumptions and your best guesses with investing because nothing is guaranteed. But you can make the assumption that you are have a probable chance of also making 10 to 12% with your investments if you invest in something that is um, similar to the S&P 500, right? And so this is when people talk about like growing with the market, this is what they're referring to. They're like, okay, if we grow with the market, we're going to grow at a 7 to 8% rate you know, after inflation. Um, and if we're trying to beat the market, like the market growth, the market average, the market trend, then we want to go, well, we want to grow more than 8%. And that is, um, that is the, you know, the, the kind of the, the thing that you want to understand. Understanding stock market indexes help you see the growth that is, probable for you as an investor, right? Because if you're like, hey, you know, this is what the market is doing, then my chances of also having my money grow at this rate are possible too. I just have to um, keep up with what the market is doing. And the way to do that is by investing in mutual index funds because those funds, those investing products mimic what the index is doing. Now that is a topic for another day, but I want to go ahead and wrap up because I don't want to, um, yeah, throw too much at you, but this is a really great starting point to just understanding like even the numbers that you see on a TV screen or on a, um, financial news website. Um, I think a lot of times we get really intimidated when we see like numbers in red or green with arrows that go up or down and we can't make sense of them because they just feel like I have no idea what that number means. And I want to just help you with that. Like I want to help you understand like the concepts that start putting everything together. And one of those concepts is the stock market index. So if you learn anything and you want to, you know, have like your big takeaway, it is that um, a stock market index is essentially like a GPA of the stock market. It is a measurement that gives you the performance of whatever that index that you're measuring is, right? Like whether it's the 500 companies, the 30 companies, the tech related companies, the small cap companies, the mid cap companies, whatever that index tells you how collectively this sector, this um, market is doing. Just like your GPA tells you like 
how you're doing with your uh, overall GPA, your college GPA, your gen ed GPA. Like all of those different measurements tell a story just like different indexes tell a story of how the stock market is doing. Whew. Cool. I wish you guys could see how I'm explaining this. I talk with my hands, so I'm like moving things around, like, you know, just like trying to piece it all together for you. And then I'm like, none of them can see me. So why am I doing this? Because this is just how I explain things and talk. Anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you found something useful, share it with a friend or also tag me on Instagram if you listen, because I would love to, yeah, just say thank you and then reshare. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully you got something from this and I'm going to also bring, you know, uh, bring, publish, record, record more episodes to uh, just further explain these concepts. My goal in this is to create women investors who feel confident and empowered with their finances and their money. Like that is like my biggest hope for this podcast is I want people to listen and leave the podcast, like leave the episode, just understanding the stock market a little bit more because understanding how to grow your money, it just like is so empowering. It's such an empowering feeling to know that I know how to do this. Like I know how to use this tool to really help me and my generations to come. Um, and really even just getting more confident with your money and capable with your finances, um, just really does change, change your whole entire life. (laughs) Not to be dramatic, but it's true. So anywho, that is it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you are ready to dive deeper into money and investing coaching, head to building.gen.wealth, click the link in my bio and learn more about my coaching program. But I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. If you're ready to get serious about your money, but you need the support to make it happen, I want to invite you to my one-on-one money coaching program. In this program, I help you build the confidence around your money so you can start building a five-figure bank account on your way to a six-figure net worth. Just head over to building.gen.wealth on Instagram and apply in the link in my bio. I'll see you there.